It's the Breaking Atoms podcast. We break things down to the very last compound. My name is Summit, a.k.a. the failed homo sapien. And my name is Chris Mitchell, a.k.a. the actual factual. Hey, man, it's been about, hmm, over three years since we've done three this? Three years, bro. Us in the studio together. Yeah, man. I saw you last week for the first time in two years. I know, I know. You know, fuck your life, all of that good stuff. Wow, wow. Good to see you too, bro. I am the potty mouth of the South, so, you know. It's, Keep that um, same energy, innit? Um, but we have a special guest. We only come out for special occasions now, and I, 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 I do anyway. But I think it's appropriate we start um, with some condolences. Um, yesterday we lost uh, an icon, a titan, someone who embodied hip-hop culture throughout his life, uh, a fantastic partner, Dez, Street Sweepers Radio. This guy, this guy, he spoke for the streets. He was the heart of the streets. He made some classic mixtapes. He had some classic moments. He will be missed. He was very young when he passed away, age 55. We're talking about the one and only DJ K Slate. Our thoughts mm-hmm. and prayers are with his friends and family. Yo, God bless and fuck COVID, man. Yeah, man. I have a funny K Slay story. Go on, hit me. I actually met K Slay. Okay. In Miami. And um, he was on Collins Avenue. Yeah. And I saw K Slay. I'm like, K Slay, can I take a picture? And he was like, come on. <laughs> the volume in this man's voice, right? It was like, it went through me, bro. Yeah. And I think I uh, I pissed off K Slay because I had the disposable camera and I didn't, I wasn't on, I wasn't on point. You wasn't on point. Nah, you had nah, to be nah, on point nah. with K Slay. Yeah, man. He, was, he was so upset. Think, he was so upset. think about how much he's been, he, how much time he has spent outside of Hot 97 with a gang of people outside trying to give him a CD. You got to be on yeah, point. Yeah, I wasn't on point. You're on point. I have a K Slay story in that um, I didn't go to see him. I was too scared. Um, Rightfully so. No, I was at Summer Jam and um, this was the year uh, G Unit um, came together on stage. My first ever Summer Jam. Shout out to Marzi, help me out. I was with Aaron, A King, I call him Aaron, but it's A King. And I see K Slate, you know, across the way. And I was like, yo, he's there, but he was just sticking it with his hands. And I wasn't feeling in a confident mood. I was like, that's K Slate, I want to go see him. But no, 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 I'll go see him another time. Mm-hmm. I'll go hot nice seven all the time. I'll go see him another time. I never did. Um, and I'm sad about that. But um, yeah, long live K Slate, man. He, he, the king, he, drama he king, so for real. Much. Yeah, he mm-hmm. did so much for the culture. And we lost a big one, man. So um, yeah, thoughts and prayers with Rest his in friends peace. and family. Right. We got a special one, bro. Someone else who does a lot for the culture. Yes, yes. An I mean, ambassador. We, what we do, we're godfathered in because of people like him. Absolutely. You know, we, uh, I mean, you know, you, he does a lot of things, right? You know, sneaker connoisseur, sopranos connoisseur, podcasting connoisseur, you know, movies, TV. Jack of all trades, master J- of many. And also he's got the main source at the moment. He's got some pasta sauce yes. to talk to him about. I like pasta. Well, saying. We're talking to the one and only premium Pete. Yeah, how you doing? Live and direct out here in London, man. First off, it's an honor to be, uh, you know, here. And I feel the same way, too, as far as being in front of people. You know, I think the pandemic for us creatives or even just people who, you know, are into podcasting or just creating, um, I miss people. Even sometimes I get tired of people. I, 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 I miss people and I, I miss uh, being able to interact like this. And uh, so it's, it's an honor to be here. I mean, it's an honor, to be honest with you, just to be in London. Mm. You know, as a Brooklyn kid, you know, I never take that shit for granted. I was just talking to you off air about how a lot of people from New York or different places in the world, they haven't been off the block. Yeah. Um, so when you get a chance to uh, be in different places in the world and, and, and taking different vibes and 
and different blessings, man. That's a that's a beautiful thing. And I think people look for success to be only a car or a mm. watch or right. money, man. Like, man, shit. You know, it's I'm experience. sitting I'm sitting here in London out Soho uh, Radio. It's one thirty-five. Meanwhile, back home in New York, it's like what time is it? It's like fucking seven. Like no, eight thirty-five. It, it, it's like eight thirty-five. Motherfuckers just getting some coffee. Right, right. Fresh nibbles, you know, all that. And we're already out here, you know, doing our thing. And, and and I think it's a beautiful thing. But anyway, it's an honor and thank you uh, for having me. Now I appreciate. It. Let's start with the main source, man, because this, you know. Breaking Atoms, main source, double entendre. I'm going to be my Come on, shit. man. I'm going to be on my hove shit today. Well, first of all, Shasta Walsh, yeah. Professor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you keep ducking me, bro. I, I, you know. <laughs> I'm, some... I'm actually going to look for him when I'm out there. Do Please do, please I'm do. look keep... for him. I mean, we've been trying to get large pro. You know, f- shout out to Fat Man Scoop. He, we interviewed Fat Man Scoop. And then once he knew, like I knew um, Sav, he called large pro while we we're doing the recording. He said, I'm going to get you large pro. Never. Hey, listen, shouts to Sav and Fat Man Scoop. That's a, a you know, that's a, a, a brother yeah. tandem duo of two creative dudes. Fat Man Scoop, let me tell you something. I love Fat Man Scoop. Fat Scoop may be like, yo, premium, man, I called you. Yo, premium was, man, man, my mother wasn't feeling so well. I'm all fucked up. I got to call Scoop. But yeah. but anyway, I love that dude forever. Um, he did an amazing intro for my show that I used for a while. And I had a real good sit down. He's a real good brother. That that just continues to hustle. I also want to send my prayers and condolences to K Slay, um, you know, and his family. Uh, just to like, I remember in my, some of my darkest times and being away and being in jail. And yo, that motherfucker was the voice of of the jails too. I remember he used to be like C ninety five, lock in, you know. And 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 dudes in Rikers Island, and particularly, were really used to be ready for that to like, you know, of how he acknowledged them. Um, you know, he was a good dude, man. He was a real dude. And uh, it's always good when you see a real dude able to live his life um, and be appreciated for it. So, you know. Facts, facts. So let's talk about the pasta sauce because um, I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. Well, I've been kind of all my life, right? <laughs> so the only thing I really eat ever, much to my wife's, like, she hates this shit. You well, do go in with the pasta, bro. Pasta, bro. So I'll have pasta. Panera Biata is like my thing, right? <laughs> you can throw in some, like, you know, soy, chicken pieces, all this shit. This right? podcast but... started over pasta. This is true. Really? This is facts. We yeah. used to go to a joint called Vapiano's where they cook the pasta in front of you. So it's not authentic. It's like a chain. I think you guys have one in New York in Soho. Um, but we used to meet up and we used to just sit over pasta and just talk about rap, life. And we're like, yo, we should just make this into a podcast. And we just did. Um, but the pasta sauce, what was the kind of brainwave moment? Because you dabble in so many things. And I know you have, obviously, we'll talk about family because, you know, Italian background, Indian background, Jamaican sure, background, sure, family's sure. quite important. So let's talk about the pasta sauce. How did that come? When did that brainwave moment happen so, for you? So, you know, I always wanted to do something with my family. Um, my family has been the backbone of my journey. Um, even my darkest times, Even I'm not saying they fully always believe, but they always supported. And, 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 and that was particularly like kind of like just making sure they were there for me. You know, I remember being in group homes as a young kid, um, kind of messing up. And I seen a lot of people that didn't have like a, 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 any su- a family support. And to be honest with you, it hurts me, but they didn't make it. Uh, put them back on, on the streets. And, and, and I just always wanted to do something with my family. Like, I, you know, I wanted to open up a restaurant, but uh, I never did it. And then when my grandmother had passed, I felt that um, I could take our family recipe and kind of make it uh, a celebration instead of uh, a sadness. You mm. know, sometimes when we lose people in our lives that we love, you know, we look at it like, um, you know, it's a sad day. So I wanted to um, create something that we could kind of commemorate and, 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 and give people, and to be honest with you too, also 
oh, give people a, a taste of our culture, right? An authentic. And I think we're in a day and age where, like, you know, uh, a, a person can be like a Heinz. Mm. And I'm not saying as big as Heinz, but what I'm saying is they could go to direct the consumer and they could be on shelves. Why not? You know, there's somebody who did a, like, Joe Budden could put out a fucking uh, a spice. Why not? You know what I mean? His audience will buy it. And, and, and you know, I think that's the, the world we're going in today. And I wanted to do something, to be honest with you. I've always been a freelancer. And I wanted to do something where I didn't have to always be me that I could be, like, like something that I could sleep and make money. Something that I could sleep and be creative. Um, and I actually thought that, um, and I, I suggest this to anybody, you know, if you build an audience, like create a product. You know, because people, you know, I remember when we started podcasting and we got ads, people were supporting them because they were mm. like, yo, these dudes that gave us so much content for free, like if they're, if these pay the bills, like let me help. Let me let me buy a, a, a something like this. And I feel like that's also goes with products as well in this day and age. And I wanted to create something that um, was authentic, that was organic, and that I felt that, um, you know, really uh, could give people a taste of, uh, you know, my family's um, love and recipe for food. You know? Facts, facts. Yeah, I mean, look, man, I'm <laughs> I'm a pasta fan too. I did yep. my DNA test a few months ago, actually. I've got Italian in me. Really? Nice. Yeah, I've got Forget Italian about in it. Me. I've got Italian <laughs> in me. Talk about, like, hip-hop family, though. Like, I, I remember reading an interview from you. You know, you grew up in a, a very Ital- Italian family, Italian neighborhood. What did hip-hop and the family and inclusivity tell you about and teach you about, like, the world in terms of culture and how we all come together? Yeah, I think that, um, well, first of all, I grew up in Coney Island, and Coney Island at that time gave me a melting pot, you know, because I was already growing up. If I, I feel like, I'll be honest with you, you know, and I love being Italian, but I feel like if I would have just grown up in an only Italian neighborhood from jump, I probably wouldn't have been as open and optimistic as I am. Um, I love being Italian, but uh, if you have a problem um, with, say, something that you don't agree with, whether if you have a problem with different people or colors or whatever, I have a problem with that. And I'm ready to ride 10 toes down. And what I mean by that is, like, I love being Italian, but I'm not one of those Italians that, you know, um, are not open-minded or optimistic. Um, and I would think I, I owe that to Coney Island because it gave me a view of every different type of people and places and things. So I was young, six, seven years old, hanging out with Russians or... Spanish dudes or black dudes or, you know, Italian dudes. Um, and I always say this, and I only bring this up because I feel like there are a lot of closed-minded people in my culture, and I, I don't support that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I remember in the 1990s, Bensonhurst, like, you know, moving over there, like, they weren't, you know, it was, like, strictly Italian. And, and, and anyway, the point I'm trying to make is, you know, growing up, like, the way I grew up, you know, hip-hop spoke to us, you know what I mean? Like, meaning, like, if I listened to too much DMX, I got in trouble. You know what I mean? If I listened to too much, like, you know, Mob Deep, I felt like, you know, like, you really believed. Like, and I feel like at one point in time, I felt like we were really living mm-hmm. a lot of that life, selling drugs and and and, 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 and dealing with the pain and, and, and you know, and it, it really spoke to me. But then I, I was telling someone this the other day, hip-hop and R&B. My R&B... If I didn't put R&B in my life, that's why 90s R&B to me is mm. one of the most legendary. But if you want to really vibe out, you go 70, 80. Um, but 90s R&B made me more of a smoother Brooklyn cat. 
that's why, like, with, 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 with uh, Boot Camp Click, they used to talk about how, like, there's no girls at the show. I remember we had this problem where uh, Buckshot was saying, I didn't say this, but and I love Buckshot. Like, that's a homie of mine, and, 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 and shouts to Black Moon, and rest in peace, Sean Price forever. Um, but, um, you know, you, I wanted to be more smoother, you know, and I felt like R&B had helped me do that, like, you know, where it's like, you, you don't have to be like, come here, you know, or, or on some, like, you know, like, it, it was more like that. So I, I would say hip hop, like, kind of like, wasn't something that, uh, and the same thing with sneakers that I signed up for. It was a way of life that we live, you know, the way you talk, the way you walk, the way you dress, the way, you know, um, and even those moments, like the cross color moments or the Benetton moments or, or the Jabot moments or the, or, 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 or the, you know, Gino Green or the, or, or, or the walkerwear or the, or the triple five soul or the, or the starter jackets or the, the you know, like, there's so much more than just music. You know what I mean? There's a, the way we look, the way we, I mean, look at, Look at Prodigy wearing that jersey, the Hennessy. Uh, yeah, uh, I really want one of those. Yeah, come on, man. Like, <laughs> and it's misspelled yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah you know I what I mean? Really that, like, that's, that's, to me, that's like, like, that's a piece of art, you know? And, uh, you know, anyway, the point I'm making is growing up loving hip hop. First of all, like, I used to walk around with a radio on my shoulder. Right. And to be honest with you, even though I'm Italian and I never consider myself a, and nothing wrong with being like, if you're white, you're white. I'm not trying to diss, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm Italians are white, right? But what I'm saying is, I just grew up a little bit different. Where I was like, I didn't ever judge that. Like I walk around with a radio, and I remember people were like, "What the fuck is this kid doing?" I used to get called like, "Oh, you trying to be black?" Mm-hmm. Like that's why I remember when I went to my barber when I was growing up. I asked him for three cuts in my eyebrow. Right, and he's right, like, "Yo, right. you trying to be black?" I'm like, "No, nah, I'm trying to be like Kane." Because I was influenced that much, like, you know what I mean? The way he was smooth, like, you know, I get raw, you know, like... His favorite MC? Set it off, yeah, yeah. Kane, Kane, Kane. And again, again, I'm sitting here anyway, you know, there's so much of how it get in, but I'm sitting here saying, like, to love hip-hop, to breathe hip-hop, to feel hip-hop, you know what I mean? To, like, then to become friends, Mm. like, Mm. with so many people, like... Like, I'm being honest with you, like, you know, it's it's an honor. It's an honor. You know, I mean that. Yeah, no, in fact, I, I, I used to get the same thing about trying to be black when I was growing up. I'm an, I'm an Indian kid, grew up, grew up in a predominantly Asian a- area. I mean, we had, di- we had a melting pot of different cultures and different, you know, races. That's what I used to always get. I used to get, I used to get, um, why could you say to me, oh, yeah, you guys believe in reincarnation. You used to be a black person in a previous life. Mm. I used to get. I used to laugh at it too, but I used to punch him out too. Um, but um, but no, that that was the thing. Like, cause it, it, hip hop was more than it's. I I really resonate with that because it's more than just music or culture. It's a religion for all of us. It's what we live by. It's it's the code. We, we I can switch codes or code switching as sure, they call sure. it because of hip hop. Sure, I can operate. In I mean, I learned, it, I learned I learned so much lingo in life. Mm. Like I remember about five right. zero. Like most right, people right, don't right, even right, know. Right. Like they say, oh shit, five zero. Like I remember talking to people who had no idea what that fucking meant. Just the code of the streets. Shouts to right. Guru, Premier, yeah. Gangstar. Every time. You know what I'm saying? Like to understand how to move, to keep your swivel, your head on a swivel. You know, um, um, and then even to like in the way hip hop kind of embraces brands. Like I don't even think brands this day still fucking understand how important that is. Mm. You know mm. what I mean? Like and how much more money or deals they should give up to these artists. Um, because they really put their, their shit on their back. Like, I'll give an example. Somebody like Bum B, and anybody who's booked him knows this. 
one of the greatest guys to book. Like, meaning he'll shout out the company without asking. <laughs> he'll he'll make that shit sound like, you know what I mean? Like, I remember him doing something with, I don't remember what company, but like screaming out, make some fucking noise, fool. I'm making this, I say it was Uber Eats, you know what I mean? And everybody's like, ah, you know? And that's like dope, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like that, you get a co-sign like that. And to me, it means a lot. It means a lot. Mm-hmm. And 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 artists like this, you know, that's the thing that bothers me about hip hop, because we're in a point in time somebody be like, oh, what has this person done lately? Nah, like if Jay Z never makes another fucking he's contributed song, way too much already. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Thank you for everything you contributed to the culture. I appreciate you. Yeah. Not you're washed up. Not you're not relevant anymore. Barry Manilow was out here touring. Do you think people are like, nah, he ain't relevant no, anymore? Yeah, facts. No, I agree. I agree. We do. We sometimes. I don't know what that. I never really kind of put my finger on why that happens. I can only assume it's a young it's, man game. It's a sport. I was gonna say that it's a, it's yeah. a sport it's a, too. Mm-hmm. It's just you know. It's, we're always trying to cut yeah. each other's head off yep. rather than trying to. And I think also because we're such a forward-thinking culture, right. it's always about what's mm. next. Because you know, mm. hip hop just didn't revolutionize music. It revolutionized the world, the, mm. everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're very forward-thinking, thinking, okay, so what's next? Who's next? Right, Constantly right, on right. the move. Well, I think it? that's part of it, too. Right, right, right. Yeah, and, and then also that disconnect between the older generation and the younger generation. And sometimes, you know, older cats, and I get it, man. It's like, yo, if they don't feel... Um, sometimes I feel like they're, some older dudes are a little bit more... Um, you know, they make... like Like I was saying, like, you know how, like, in the beginning, like, where if you're working in a company, you work in the mailroom, or mm. you go get coffee, you know, you got to do all these little things and shit like that. But those are the pieces that get you to where you got to go. Like, yo, when I came on the Combat Jack show, I'm the, I was bringing snacks. I was just happy to be there. You have to sometimes weigh your time so people could see what you're able to offer. I mean, look, at we spoke about Just Blaze a lot, like, you know... He didn't just become just Blaze. He had to work his way. He had to show and prove. I mean, he's God-given talent. 100%. Like, trust me, I know a lot of people, that dude could do many things at a high level. Um, and that that's God-given talent. But what I mean is, you know, I'm not saying it's a, you know, sometimes this shit is a game and it gets annoying because you have to, yeah. but always play chess, not checkers. Facts, facts. So just, just I mean, I've, I speak about just probably every other episode. I think yeah, him and yeah. Guru, yeah, him and Guru. But no, just Guru. Just is um, also uh, on top of being so talented, such a nice guy. And I think people who don't really know him don't understand how kind he is to people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, well, I, I think because people automatically think when someone's at a high level, they already put all these things and they don't understand. He's one of the most down to earth guys. Yeah. First of all, he's he, when I I mean this, we used to call him the cheat code. Um, um, I mean, breakdancing, guy's incredible. Wow. So, but people won't even know that. Like, meaning, like, anything he, like, again, I'm just saying this. This is, you know, I've, I've given him his flowers. He's my brother. I love him. Uh, shouts to him, his family. His kid is getting so big. It's so sweet to see. But the point I'm trying to make is just is, is, is to be honest with you, uh, a God-given talent. Fact. And not just Agreed. with producing uh, anything he puts his mind to. He's one of those dudes where if he puts his mind to it, yeah. He's gonna he's, he's gonna perform it at a high level. Yeah, there's um there's a short list. I think you might be joining that list as well. There's a short list of people I'll punch in the face for them. Um, <laughs> Just is one. Guru is one. Elliot Wilson's one. You. Yeah. Marzi too. I'm not even on the list, bro. You're not. On the, he's not on the list. I know him like ten fifteen. Fuck him. Do um, you know what I mean? But anyway, speaking of family, because you've Christian family, family. <laughs> nah, no, no, for real. I'll ask you something in it. 
pay? How do we explain to our parents what we do? Man, that's one of the most uh, difficult things, you know. Um, I've done a lot of things in life. I want to give a funny quick story um, and shouts to Armand Asante, one of the greatest actors, underrated in, in our time. Um, sat down with him, really connected with him. He wanted to put me in a movie. He turns around, um, has a part for me. I tell my parents, um, and this is, you know, I've done a lot of different things at this point in time. And I told them, I say, hey, Ma, that I'm, I'm auditioning for a part in a movie. And they're like, oh, good luck with that. We hope it works out for you. And I say, okay, that's dope. I, I, I go and audition. I get the part. I, I say, Ma, I got the part. They say, okay, we hope that works out for you. And I'm like, what's work out? <laughs> I'm in a fucking film. You know, and, and, and you know, I want to go back. Even though I don't take this for granted, as a sneaker lover, for years I've been so fucking blessed. And, and, and people know who they are that send me Jordans and Nikes and send me. Like, I remember Bun said one time, Pimp said, like, yo, if Jordan brand sends you sneakers, like, if Jordan sending you sneakers, y'all made it. We made it. Yeah. You know, and uh, I remember, you know, and there's so much more than making it than that. But what I'm saying is, I remember my mother saying, what, they send you sneakers again? Why don't they send you money? And I'm like, yeah, Ma, I'm going to make money. But it's, you know, it's funny that you say that, you know, because I have an Indian friend. I have a lot of Indian friends. Uh, DJ Sharad, DJ Juicy, cool kids, passionate about the mm. culture, mixing, you know, the, the, the their culture into hip-hop, authentic, real. And I think, and, and family, like you mm. spoke about. And and I think, um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to explain to parents when you're freelancing. Yeah. You know, like my, I think my father came to a point like, I don't know what my son does, but he's doing some great stuff. Right, you know? right, right, right. Like, even like, I'll give an example, and I haven't put this out there yet. Um, the National Italian American Foundation featured me in their magazine. Wow. So I'm in their print as like a person of interest, mm. like somebody who had some dark days and turned his life around right. and done all these things. And, and, and even then, I don't think they understood... I think we live in a world where people say, oh, if it's not Al Pacino mm, or mm, if it's not uh, 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 De Niro, De Niro or even keep on going like big like Elon Musk, Musk or, yeah, 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 or, or, or Jeff Bezos or go back like to Zuckerberg. Or, or, yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, it's like it's about the profile. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like how can this be possible? Mm. But I'm just sitting here telling you there's people right now who built an audience and sell like fucking tea that are making a million dollars a year. Why is it so difficult to understand? The point I'm trying to make is I don't, I, I, I still don't know how to answer that question to explain to our parents as freelancers, but I want to say this. Don't ever let anyone's insecurities or undoings portray on you. What I realize is my parents, I love them to death, but they understand nine to five, eight to four, and there's nothing wrong if you work that. And they project their insecurities like, I mean, I don't know how I could do that. So I don't see you being able to do that. Don't let that ever affect you from continuing to follow your dreams. Because, you know, I will say this. Try different ways. You know, I tell a lot of friends this and people who hit me up. Even if you're in a relationship, how do we get our significant other to understand? Start using some of that money to do things. So if you own a house and you're doing podcasting and you got advertisement money come in say hey the next uh six months of mortgage are paid by this podcast show the worth of it you know um so they can understand because mm. people may not understand yeah, that's I, like that. I had yeah. some music in an advert one yeah. time i said i said to my wife we'll go to mexico yeah 
She yeah. respected it immediately. Out of that. Yeah. So we go to Mexico. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Show where it's real. Because to be honest with Show you, it's real. they don't know. Yeah. They don't my, know. My mum called me yesterday. Mm. And um, my dad still don't know what I do, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Like, and my mum called me. She's like, I need your help at the house. I said, sure. Like, I said, I'll come on the weekend. She's like, can you come tomorrow in the day? I was like, mother, <laughs> I, I work. When I'm not working, I'm freelancing. Sure. Thinking of work to get. So it's a constant daily operation. And that's when it hit me. I'm like, she don't understand what I do. No, no. And and I do want to say one more thing too. Don't be afraid to have a regular job mm. because the day job fuels the dream job. I say this and every time I sit down, I say this. So many people have called me. I've talked so many people off the ledge of quitting their job. Now, hold on. The reason why I say this for is I'm not saying don't quit your job, yeah. but have a motherfucking plan. Facts. I've said, I mean, people will tell me, oh, I'm quitting my job. What are you going to do? I don't know. I'll figure it out. No. Why, why, your day job fuels your dream job. So while you're bringing in that check and you want to start a fucking a clothing line, like save up 10, 20,000 with your regular job. Open up the LLC with your money that you're working. So then when you jump off the plane, mm. you know what I'm saying? You got somewhere to land. Soft they, landing. Soft they, landing. I mean, I, I mean, saying that, I just quit my job. I, I was ahead of digital. <laughs> um, you did the exact opposite, bro. No, no, but I had a plan. I had a plan. Okay, cool. I had, cool, I had cool. a plan. So I, uh, I did blogging because you know back in like 2007 I didn't know what BCC meant right. I yeah, get, yeah. I used to get Shake and uh, them guys at Two Dope Boys say, "Yo, use BCC." Shouts to Mecca and Shake. Right, right, right. And I was like, "What the fuck's BCC?" So that's how inept I was. But then I learned how to code and had a website and did some things and I learned a lot of stuff and I went into kind of like just working, made some money from blogging and YouTube advertising back when it was good. But then I went into kind of digital marketing, worked my way up to head of digital, and then got to a point last year. I mean, this is I think having a kid. The circumstance of having the kid and then also pandemic and things were happening in the world. I was like, no, I gotta be I gotta do something that I am I feel proud of, that my kid can go, I'm proud of what dad sure, does or something. Sure. So I quit my highly good paid job as the head of digital to become a podcast producer. Yeah. And just do it now. So now, you know, I'm working and freelance and I've got a job and you know, it'll yeah. long may it continue. But I agree with you about a plan. Hundred yeah. percent have a plan. Like, yeah, and I, I wanna say one more thing to you or anybody listening that has those feelings too. So as you do that too, don't keep in mind you could also go freelance for a company, get on retainer. Yes. So meaning, like, say if you f don't feel so safe in the beginning, and I've done this myself. I I'll go with a company for a year, work out a certain deal, retainer a month. I don't work for them; I work with them. You know, um, and 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 you get a steady check mm -hmm. while you're still moving Facts. and grooving and doing your other things. Yeah, we call it contract over here. Yeah, 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 yeah same shit. Yeah, 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 we're contracting. So you know, I'm. I'm you you mentioned about you know um, growing up and, and that melting pot. That's why I'm moving where I'm where I'm from at the moment because I want to get my kid the same kind of experience I had where we grew up around all different types of people. At the moment, I just live around old elderly white people. Yeah, uh, there's no cult. There's no none of none of my cult. There's nothing. There's not other cultures. A lot it's of just walkers that, and canes. Just, that's exactly what it is. Um, so that's that's the same thing. So, um, Chris, you want to go? Or do you want to carry? No, you on? carry on, bro. Okay, carry on. Bro. You 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 drop some life gems and you do that on your podcast. Yeah. Too. How have you kept? It's all serious question now. So it's okay. It's okay. How have you kept? How have you taken care of your mental health during the pandemic? Right here, so? right now, man. You know, um, I'm dead serious, man. You know, we live a world that moves too fast. You know, um, it is imperative to reset, rejuvenate, and refresh your mind. Um, and most of us never do it. You know, you go through situations, you go through breakups, or you go through losing people, and, and, and you never take the time. You know, I'll give you an example. We live in a working world. 
I remember back in the day um, working on bread routes and doing whatever I can, which I find funny uh, because I remember like early Combat Jack show I was working. I tell this funny story all the time where I just came from like sitting with Big Daddy Kane and Kane was like, give me his number and we're going to do some food shit because he likes to cook. And we just had him on the Combat Jack show. And I go to this job and they're like, where are you? Get the fucking your semolina breads are over here waiting for you. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was just with Kane. Like, fuck you. But but I realized, like, yo, you, people don't care. You got to continue mm. to follow your dream. But I, 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 I will say that um, the reason why I brought up that is because people will work, like, and say, like, look, I, you know, like, my leg is killing me, but I can't take off because I, I got to pay the bills. And I'm like, so somebody won't take care of their deteriorating leg because they got to pay for the bills. And I, I think as men, we don't really take care of ourselves as well. I mean, it's starting to my generation being the age I'm in, you know, even a little bit older, like those guys will get cut their finger to put masking tape on it, you know, or, you know, don't go check themselves out and do, you know. And again, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is make the time mm-hmm. as hard as it is, make the time because, you know, I've been in very dark places um because I'm not able to rejuvenate my mind or refresh my mind. For me, you know, traveling, um, I'm a big Caribbean guy. Nice. You, you go down to Mexico, get that sun kiss you for a little yeah. bit, you come back, you start a new fucking project. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, just, I just go back from Jamaica a few months, same thing. I, I, you feel like, yeah. yo, like you're actually there enjoying your family or enjoying your people you love or enjoying yeah. yourself. I was cussing off England while I was yeah. there. I'm like, why am I over there in this cold <laughs> country, <laughs> yeah. man? I was yeah. angry. But how do you get to see that if you don't put yourself in that environment? Sure. And I know not everybody could afford different things. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm trying to say is find different things. Even if you work for a, a job... You know, I know people like my father grew up in an era where they didn't, they, 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 they bragged they didn't take days off. Like, like no disrespect to companies, but if you have time, take it, mm, yeah. you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Take it. And, 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 and I say that with importance because your mental wealth is, 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 is extremely important to you being a creative. You know, I always I have this mantra, never, ever stop believing in you. So if you don't work on your mental health, how could you be you? So I'm premium Pete, whatever the fuck that means. I got to get up on days that I don't feel fucking, you know, I don't take care of my mental health. I got to fucking, yeah. you understand what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, mm. I mean, I mean, I've been struggling with that for a while now since, since I think the middle of the pandemic. I'm just trying to find that balance again. I used to be so good at it. I just lost it. I remember we, we talked to Tracy Lee about it. He, he gave me some, I was like, I just lost it a little bit. It's got a, I just got to, you know, realign. But I asked you that because I know, you know, you're very eloquent and mm-hmm. you do give a lot of good advice. So I wanted the people to hear yeah. the word. I think it's important. Yeah, yeah. I, go, I go for therapy every two weeks. Yeah, and, 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 and that's, that's the decision thing. I made for Look, myself. If anybody likes power, I want to give an example. One time I was doing this episode with the, with Joseph uh, uh, Sikora, yeah, who yeah, played yeah. Tommy Egan. I mean, yeah. he's, he played in a lot of movies. He's an incredible actor. And I'll be honest with you, one of the greatest down to earth guys I ever met. And 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 I remember like talking about you go to therapy. I was like, yeah, I just came from it. I did this episode and he, I was like, I, I, he threw me off. I was like, what do you mean? Really? He's like, yeah. And we live in a day and age where that is normal. Mm. I'm sitting here telling anybody who's listening to don't ever, ever feel embarrassed that you go speak to somebody because you want to get that shit off your chest. You want to get that shit off your fucking shoulders. And you want to be able to, look, if you can't be the best you, how could you be the best partner? How could you be the best son? How could you be the best brother? You gotta 
take care of your mind. You know, you got to focus on, you know, to be able to 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 progress, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. even if you take time to yourself, that's another gem. I think like uh, that was very hard for me. Going out to eat by myself was something I can never imagine. It has I love done. That. It has done yeah. wonders for me. I love it. It has done wonders for me. Doing stuff by yourself is cool. Yeah, yeah I because to, you, yeah. I always ride. I always used to roll solo. Yeah. Now I got a kid and a, a wife. I, I sent the kid and wife away. Go away. I, I remember when I went to Go the away. cinema by myself. Yeah, and yeah, I told yeah, people, yeah, and they're like, that's weird. No, like, no, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love it. It's beautiful. Yeah. No, I think, uh, like, like I said, focusing on what works for you. Yeah. Um, and never, ever stop believing in you. There's always going to be bumps in this road, man. I mean, look, it's a cold game, man. You know, even in podcasting, you know, I, I remember the days like, you know, net 90 on ads net 180 days you got to beg to fucking get paid and <laughs> and, and, and 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 it, it I, you know it's, it's, industries sometimes discourage you mm. you know uh people um dealings sometimes discourage you but if you never ever stop believing in you i'm dead serious the unimaginable is hap- is, is possible okay yeah yeah i look at you Pete you're like a cultural ambassador. And what I mean is that, you know, you're a consultant, you deal with brands, they come to you for insight and you sit with these people and you give them game, advice, plans, whatever. Like, as someone who's been in those environments, can you tell me firsthand what you've seen in terms of how valuable is hip-hop to corporate America? It's everything. You know, it's everything. It's everything that I remember hearing somebody say, one time they were in a meeting and some guys were like, how do we become cool? And I was like, get this fucking guy out of here. <laughs> if anybody asks, how do we become cool? Like, get out of here. Hip hop runs the world. A lot of these corporations never wanted to admit that. Pop culture. Food is pop culture. Music is pop culture. And, and it runs the fucking world. And the only reason why a lot of these people and corporations from back in the day understand is because they're kids are explaining that to them. You know, I look at, like, StockX, uh, and shouts to Josh Luber who, who helped create it, but Dan Gilbert, who owns the Cavaliers and um, and uh, Quicken Loans, or, you know, multi-billionaire, he only got into it because his sons, who were, like, 14 and 15, were going ham over sneakers. So the point I'm trying to make is hip-hop is extremely important if a lot of these corporations and people are just catching on, that's their fault. Um, but it runs the world, and it will continue to run the world. The words that we say. I mean, think about it. Trill. Trill. Like, Bun got Trill Burgers. Pimp was using Trill. What's Trill? Listen, okay? Like, like if you got somebody that you could call at any given time and get shit off your chest or get some advice or get some love... We get some support. That's motherfucking trill. And 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 that's why hip hop runs the world. You know what I mean? Like, think about it. Like these the, the the older people or people back in the day that were against this shit or called it like a game. It's not a fucking game. People don't call uh 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 you know oldie music or 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 country music a game. It's a genre. You know, and uh, you know, I think like I mean, listen to me. I, I don't want to go in, but this CEO's calling people, not even fucking, you know, I'm not going to even, you know, asking what type of sneakers they should wear. I mean, you see a lot of these CEOs wearing Balenciaga and cool gray 11s. What the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> go look back five years ago. 
there's a uniform that they they believe in now. Back in the day, I feel like you already knew who, oh, okay, I see you. Or, or, you know, it was like that Aurora. Now it's just like a costume. And and if it don't rule the world, then why the fuck would it be a costume? <laughs> you know, and I think that, um, you know... It, you know, I remember two people, you, you hear people saying, like, I mentioned game, but rap crap, or mm-hmm. it's too loud. You know, um, basically, I feel like hip-hop has been telling stories of the truth, which the world never wants to hear. Some people. Agreed. You know? Fine. But I'm we're going to continue to tell it, and I think it's going to continue to run the world. Um, and I think hip-hop is 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 forever going to be cemented as... as a, a, as just pop culture, man. It's like kind of like, a, and everything for it. I mean, you think about it, like Fat Joe gets a White Castle deal. Yeah. I'm, I mean, White Castle will make you go to the bathroom and shit like that. It's kind of, I've heard, I've heard kind of, that, yeah. It's kind of nasty. <laughs> but that's fucking big. Yeah. Because I, I would imagine for people like you growing up, White Castle was like, like a like a ghetto monument in some ways. Like. Yeah, it's a fast food joint. But what I'm trying to say is like, yo, Fat Joe is from the Bronx. Like Fat yeah. Joe is hip hop. Like, even seeing him transcend. Mm, Like, when you say how big hip-hop is, look at DJ Khaled, right? Look at Fat Joe. Look at Jay-Z. Look at Diddy. Look at Bum B, right? Like, Bum B is a professor at Rice, okay, teaching hip-hop and religion. One of the most intelligent people in the culture. I mean, and, 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 and here's where the world still gets it fucked up. Like, and I don't see it no more, but I remember throughout the years, people say, oh, you speak so intelligent for a rapper. Shut the fuck up. What the fuck does that mean? You know, you speak so intelligent for a rapper. It's a loaded comment. Yeah. When it's, I, yeah, when it's I a rap, when I rap, people say, oh, you know, you put sentences or use these big words. And I'm like, I know people who talk like this. This is I grew up reading the Bible when I was six. Yeah. This is me. Yeah. Well, it's loaded. But transcending is what I mean. Yeah. Mm. Transcending. You know, that 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 these people who have contributed so much to the culture can live and eat. You know, you look at somebody like K. Slay, like he's so real that he smell like a Newport. You know, no, I'm dead serious. Like he's so real, he smell like a fucking Newport in Japan. Yeah, yeah. He was always his authentic self all yeah. the time. Dude, Leather I, jacket cracking. A- right, right, right. I saw him you know, walking Averex. through Miami. I yeah. swear to God, it was like the world was slow motion. He looked. He had the Gucci head to toe and the chain. And I swear, it's like a rap superhero's heads were just like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was just a star, had the aura about him. He was a star. It was nuts. He was a star, bro. He yeah, you know, and 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 I will say this, and it's you know, and I'll give it back to you because I don't want to go on a tangent, but we need to respect, and love, and support, and push, and promote all our hip hop superstars that we love and care about. Thanks. Now, if somebody said something to you or did something wrong to you, God bless. I'm not saying to do that, but I'm saying. Instead of having the outside world accept us or the outside world approve of a fucking hip-hop superstar that we look to, we need to do that more. We need to push that out and support that. Because we can't be like, ah, nah, nah, J. Rude, he ain't relevant no more. Listen to me, okay? Even, you know... Yeah, 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 yeah. I hate you, I hate you. Yeah. I hate you. J- By the way, he, he referenced J. Rude. I fucking love J. Rude. I mean, if J. Rude decided to say, I'm never rapping again, I'll do what you said. I say, thank you so much for everything. Yeah. And I'll be playing the music. But that's what gone. we do here, right? But, that's yeah. what we do here. But what do we do when someone passes away? Right, we, you know, we... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We facts. start playing all that fucking yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, but we don't do it. But we don't... Yo, start giving flowers today. Not only to hip-hop, to your fucking brother, to your mother, 
Okay, and sometimes family is crazy. Okay, you know, sometimes family is crazy. Friends, you know, I've seen. Let me tell you something. I've seen. I've seen. I've seen. Um, and and we keep on bringing up Bun, but I, I do want to say he just uh, headlined the rodeo out in Houston. That's wow. humongous for a hip hop artist. Humongous. That thing is yeehaw. That thing is oh the never, rodeo rodeo. Yeah, he he. It was Houston. Bun being friends. Okay. And I went down there. I saw it, man. It, it it was humbling. And I supported my brother as he always supported me. But I want to say something that he did, and I told him, and I want to share it. We all went out to dinner the next night. There was like 20 of us, and like, well, you know, his manager, his security, his friends, his this or whatever. And he went around that fucking room and literally put fucking major positivity and love into fucking people. And in this world and day, not only hip-hop, we don't get that enough. Looking at people and telling them how much he appreciated them. How they how, how how much he appreciates that they made sure he always got home, no matter what. Or that he made sure they collected his money in some of the fucking grimiest fucking places. Or just showing love. And sometimes we don't get to do that enough. Like, meaning, like, you might go, like... I don't know if you really care about me. I mean, I know he's like, "What are you talking about?" I do the podcast with you. I'm making this up. I say, "You yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, this guy, man, fuck this guy." Yeah, yeah, yeah you say. Guy. But yeah, what yeah. I'm saying is, sometimes it's good to fucking infuse somebody mm, mm, mm. with mad love and positivity. You'd yeah, be surprised yeah, yeah. what it does. What it man. does. Yeah. yeah, it's true. You you are right. I think we've had this conversation before. Uh, I think it was, was it with Carl Lamar. It might have been about a competition. Yes, about the idea of did. that we're so you know we're hip hop as well but it's a competition it's a sport and we're so big on t- you know tearing each other down it's n- there's nothing wrong with you know sh- you know steel shop and steel all that but there comes a point where we stop supporting each other because you fuck with it's happened a lot you know, Fat Joe and Jay came together now can you imagine what would happen if Terror Squad and Rockefeller didn't have that beef back sure. in the day? Yeah, can you imagine we, the records they were made? Selfishly, and, we lost a lot. I yeah, Nas, and, Nas and Jay, who, you know, whoever, Biggie and Tupac, whatever. We lost a lot mm. because of this idea of competition and all these things that is rooted in the culture, but it doesn't necessarily be for us to grow as a society. And I say hip-hop as a society because it's a group of us. Because Chuck D always said to me hip-hop was a religion, so let's take it like that. For us to grow... We have to start praising each other yeah. a little bit, helping each other step up a little bit. And that's the whole idea of we progress together, right? If I get forward, I push someone else forward who goes forward and we just carry on that lineage. If we're always trying to bring each other down, then all we do, all we end up doing is killing each other, either physically, spiritually, which is happening already. And financially. And financially. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, is we, have to, we have to water the grass from within. Yeah. Speaking of watering the grass... Oh, PNC dude, Radio. I was going to say well, my segue was crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was PNC Radio. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk, listen. I, I went to Ten J Street. Yeah. Legendary. Legendary. Um, I rolled up my own. A King told me to come down. Shouts to A King. I do want to uh, give a quick shout out to uh, A King, um, who was the um, one of the visionaries and the executive producer of the Combat Jack Show. Um, and I love that dude. Um, you know, we come from a dysfunctional family, meaning the Combat Jack Show. I used to make a joke that we're, we're a dysfunctional family. But I want to sit here and give him his flowers because he believed when we would... Bro, he believed when we were putting coins in parking meters. He believed... Um, you know, he was working a regular job. But he was the program director over there. Um, you know, very very few hours sleep. You know, I know very little money. Uh, um, um and and he put up with a lot of fucking guys like me and fucking combat and that's not easy you know in Dallas, um, and I'm I'm sitting here saying um, A King is a is is a true visionary, 
and 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 is somebody who should be very respected uh his ears eyes and uh, voice in the culture. Facts. He's at Black Effect now. Charlemagne's Black Effect. Absolutely. Yeah, so he's, he's producing he's a lot of shows. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing a lot of things. So he he brought me up there. He wanted me to do a show on PNC and I said, "Look, I'm going to I'm going to try and move to New York. I want to do it in person because it overlooked the 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 river by there." He was managing FT back then. Yeah. So he said, "Yo, do you want to interview Who FT? actually is the intro for the Combat Jackson? Get ready for combat. No. Yeah. He's the one who did that. Is that no way? Yeah, that's no idea. Get ready for combat. That's FT? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did a freestyle. I filmed a freestyle with FT and Tanya Morgan. Tanya Morgan, holy with, shit. With the backdrop of that. I was just, I was I was living, man. I had my camera. I was I was a kid, man. I was running around like, well, why am I here? I shouldn't be here. I should be in South or somewhere eating some paneer, but I'm here. <laughs> I'm fucking here. And then these guys gave me an ill, um, an ill freestyle did an interview, but FT, he was managing FT then. He wanted me to, I just looked around. Just I just sat there for a little bit. Just looked around going, one, two, three rooms. And then the guy from Hot Night 7 came over. He used to do... The, I think he still does the show there. Pretty Lou. Pre, yeah, he, he came through. Shouts to Pretty Lou has dealt with... Yes, dealing yes. with uh, leukemia and cancer all yes. these years. A true fucking survivor. Yeah. And a good dude. Yeah. Heavy hitter. I've got yep. another story about heavy yep. hitter, but I'll tell, you, I'll tell you off mic. Um, But Pretty Lou... I was going to give a shout out Pretty Lou because during the pandemic, when my kid was born, he had that DJ... Um, thing on Instagram Live. Oh yeah, yeah, I was actually a host one night. That shit was incredible because my kid had just been born. So I, I, when I had my kid, I didn't go sleep right. So when I was looking after throughout the the night, I just congrats on that by the Thank way. Thank you, man. Thank you. Um, and um, I just slept the whole night. I used to love watching those. D- it's basically like DJ battles. Yeah, yeah. And then have the monkey wrench. The monkey yeah, wrench yeah, yeah. was the one. The monkey. Wrench. I I loved listening to the sets. I thought that was a genius idea. Brilliant. And 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 I think, you know, again, he's somebody I feel like. Uh, that needs to be supported more. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think Def Jam was doing something with him, but more brands need to come in and spend some fucking money. You know, uh, um, and and I think it takes an army to continue to push for that. For sure. You know? For sure. So. For sure. But Should PNC we... was legendary, man. P- PNC was... PNC started a lot of things. It was the early beginnings of the Combat Jack yeah. show. I was telling you off air, I remember talking on those janky mics, <laughs> and then we moved over to a regular studio, and I felt like, holy shit. Like, you know, we had a cough button. Um, you know, it just sounded so clear, kind of like we sound over here up in London. Up in, I did an interview, I think. Now I'm thinking about it. I did, I did an interview that day. I think I did an interview at Global Grind. Don't Global Grind, mind. yeah. Global Grind. We did an interview at Global Grind. And then went down to J Street, walked all the way from Soho, your Soho, to across the bridge, which was, like, different for me. I was like, I like walking, right? Um, and then did an interview at PNC. Yo, man, there were some crazy times, man. I just, I just want to bring that up because I want, I also want to show, you know, you've had a long history in the game, not just podcasting, just, you know, in and around the culture. But I think it's important for people to do their Googles when they think about PNC and do that. So Absolutely. Think, and, and also, I wanted to give an opportunity for you to give your flowers to, to A-King. Should we wrap this one up? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Should I, shall I go with the, the last one? I mean, yeah. Okay. I mean, this is, this is full circle. This, this is, takes this, us right back to episode one. This is episode episode one of the Breaking Out podcast. We didn't start as a hip-hop podcast. Because we thought it was too easy. It's okay. Hip hop is not just yeah. Hip hop is everything. Right, right, right. You know, right. hip hop is therapy. Hip hop is music. Hip hop, right. like I told you, is food. Hip hop is it's the way everything. we walk. So, so we started Talk. like we started talking about like you know how to operate in the workplace, mental health, and you know. But just, in hindsight, it was always done through like with a hip hop filter. With always hip hop filter, yeah. but we talk about life, just life stuff, and it was good. People loved it, right? But we switched hip hop. Um, our first episode was Sopranos versus The Wire. Oh my god. And so we had to both take a side. We went deep, though. We went deep. It was like two hours long. We one used hour, one 50 mic. minutes. One hour, 50 minutes. We used one mic. Shit, bro. I made him sit on one of those um, resting steel chairs. Um, he had the sofa. Had the sofa. Had the whole sofa. Hospitality was whack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was terrible, <laughs> terrible. So we had, yeah, Sopranos versus The Wire. 
I've watched The Wire since then. I've watched Sopranos, obviously. I was Sopranos, he was Wire, right? I, I think The Wire edges it, but this is not what we're here to talk about. Um, we started doing this thing we used to do back in the day where I'd ask for people's five aside or starting five. Um, your interview with um, Paulie was legendary. When I think of you and I think of the interviews you've done on your own, I, that's one that springs to my mind. I think it's just... I think what you were able to get out of him, I think the way you controlled the interview, I think what he gave you, I think everything about that was just so legendary because it was a it was a masterclass in interviewing because it wasn't easy, but you got what you sure. needed out of him. I think sure. it was very important how you control the interview. So, long story short, your soprano starting five, what position and why? Man, that's a that's a great question. Now, when you say starting five, you mean just as like a team? You now, know? you get to, is, is Bobby Bacala def, defense? Is Richie? Yeah, Apriel, that's like, hysterical. You know? That's hysterical. Well, first of all, Paul, you said Bobby Bacala's defense. For, yeah, 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 that's wild. And your coach as well. Like, are, yeah. we, are we going? Are we going? I'm putting. With... I'm putting. First of all, that's hysterical. I'm putting Bobby Bacala on defense because he's a big man. He's got long arms. And, uh, you know, he's going to make sure you can't get through through anywhere. I'm going to put Paulie Walnuts on defense, too. Okay. Because I feel like he's going to hack a motherfucker. <laughs> he may punch you, kick you, uh, um, you know, pick your pockets or whatever. Um, I'm going to put Tony Soprano as the center. Okay. You know, um, I think, like, you know, he'll uh, he'll clog the middle. Um, and, and once in a while, you know, he'll... He, he, He'll make sure everything. Yeah, he's gonna control the whole. Yeah, he's got the strategy. You know? he's, he's got the control. He's the leader. Okay. You know, okay. Uh, point guard. That's a fucking good question. But uh, you know, um, man, you can't put Christopher. Yeah, I was thinking about putting. He's, him. he's, he's too erratic. He's, he's too unreliable. He's too, he's, he's too erratic. You could. I'm trying to think. I'm trying, I'm trying to think. We're, New York guys. Sil where's Silvio? Silvio. Now nah, Silvio's gonna be on the bench somewhere, bro. He's a coach, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really? He, 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 listen, he don't asthma, have the right. You know, his asthma play up. He ain't, he ain't okay. got that. Man. No, no, no. You went deep. You said asthma. Okay. He ain't got, he ain't got that, bro. He word, that. word. I don't know. Um, it's Beansy. No, you can't put Beansy. I can't put Beansy, but I will probably put Richie Aprile in there as a point guard. Yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like uh, you know, tenacious. Yeah, it's a tenacious guy. Uh, uh, stone cold look. And actually, fun fact: I think I spoke about this before, but he was actually auditioning to be Tony Soprano. Um, okay. Before Gandolfini, um, bodied it, and 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 uh, they actually said that he looked too, the face looked too kind of Italian, or too mobbish. Right. Meanwhile, the guy's Jewish. Actually, he's not even Italian. He's not even Italian. No, no, he's like. Uh, well, I didn't know. I assumed I know he was that. Italian. No, no, his real name is David Praval. You look him up. He's like I forgot what he is. He's uh, a certain type of Jewish guy. Like um, I forgot the nationality. Uh, but anyway, great fucking guy. Yeah, that look again, in his eyes. He was, yeah, he was, he was, he was real. He was, great yeah. guy. And and and, and uh, you know, again, even with the, here's what I want to tell people because it's not only about Premium Pete. You know, um, growing up, I love hip hop. Growing up, I love The Sopranos. Growing up, I love sneakers. Growing up, I love all these th different type of things. To be able to be involved in them later on, to be able to call people my friends, to be able to have the support of them, to be able to do things with them, make money with them. I want to tell you this. Don't ever think just because you're not, say, a celebrity or a very popular person that you can't add value to anybody, okay? Mm. You meet you meet somebody like Gary Vee, you could add value. Just help him with what he's not doing or see what he wants. A lot, I don't ever live like that. I could add value to anyone. Yeah. A lot of my neighborhood friends never understood. It says, why would a... Chuck D call you, or why would they need you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like what, you, you, yeah. you, you, you identify not just identify like in a kind of malicious way or anything like that, but you can see 
Firstly, it's a, it's a person's thing, right? It's a personality thing. People will gravitate to you because you're a nice person. Secondly, then you have the smarts to kind of go, hey, have you thought about this? And I've thought about that. And then as they get to know you, you can identify not blind spots, but things that you can help them to add value on. And then they bring you in. Sure. But it, it starts with you being who you are. Right? Sure. If you're an arsehole, they ain't fucking with you. Exactly. Right? It starts with that. If, yeah. if you're too thirsty, they ain't fucking with you. Exactly. See, people people at, work with people. People at a certain level can spot a thirsty-ass dude from a exactly. mile from the first. And when you're you... genuine, you have no ulterior motives. They and I will, I will say this because I know we got to wrap it up. Yeah. I want to, I want to say this to the audience because this is what kind of people, person I am. Look, you know, um, people believe in people who believe in themselves. Um, even on the tough days, I'm sitting here telling you there will be bumps, and no matter what you do, don't ever be afraid to like try one thing and be positioned to another. You know, a springboard is amazing, and I promise you. Even on the tough days, if you never ever stop believing in you, the like I said, you anything is fucking possible. Anything. Amazing. We didn't get his coach. I don't think we got the full five. I'm coming. I'm coming back. Yeah, to yeah, him. we'll come yeah, back yeah. for that. So I'm going to go with Johnny Sack as the coach in it. Oh, he's crazy. Johnny he's awesome. I, I, I do want to say though, like I still don't like the way Tony treated Noah. <laughs> I still don't like it. Oh yes, yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, Meta, yeah. Meta's boyfriend. When I watched it, yeah, but he, was, I was upset. And that's I said, you know what, what I mean. And that's what I mean. I love being Italian. I love the Sopranos. I also love hip hop. I love yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so diverse, but I don't love that. Right. And that's what I'm saying. Most of times, won't do. Well, I'll go to fucking bat for that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't believe in that. So even that does bother me too, as well. But you know what? That stereotype, old school, fucking taught in the fucking house. Family. But my thing yeah. is, I appreciated like, cause I sat there and I thought, why did they put that in there? But I'm saying, if that's what happens in some cases, it has to it's be. A in true, it's just true. It, it, yeah, it does, it does. But I think we need to display uh, better than that, you know. And yeah, I think yeah. you know, is I, is Z E like? Is it you know? Carmelo was always making Z, and I said, I need to try this. Is it, is it fire? What? The um, ziti, what Carmela used to make all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But Never you got to make your own. Oh, you talk about baked ziti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah of course, yeah. baked ziti is amazing. I need to find some. Do but listen, it. it's it's whatever you like. You know, it, it is what's important. And I will say, as a freelancer, to anybody also listening to your show. First of all, thanks for having me. Appreciate no, you. My pleasure. S- second of all, I will say this. Okay, and 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 and, and I'll leave y'all on this. Don't worry about, don't stop comparing, just continue creating. A lot of people look at other people's numbers and what they're doing. Let me tell you something, that'll get you off track. Stay focused on what you're doing, and I'm telling you, anything is possible. Facts. Sermon, church. Church. Synagogue, temple, all of that. We'll leave it like that. Usually we give the whole spiel about how much we love you and how much we care about you, but you know that already. Yeah, of course. We don't don't And I appreciate that. that. Now, thank you, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Peace.